Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. Let me record. So I was thinking this morning about what I wanted to talk about. And I had this whole like idea made up in my head and it, it was interrupted by my own thought. And really it was an anxiety of, oh my gosh, what am I doing in my business? Like, as I was trying to do something, it was just this intrusive thought that came in and I instantly felt anxious and fearful and worried. Like, what am I doing over here? What am I going to do today? Because today's Monday. And I love Mondays because it's my first day back into normalcy weekends. I completely don't do or even think about anything to do with working or branding or my to-do list. I am in 100% family mode throughout the weekend. And what can we do to have fun? And how can I refresh my soul? How can I spend time with God? Like, that's all I care about on the weekend. So when it's Monday, I'm like, okay, back to reality, like, What are we going to have for dinner this week? What do we have on the schedule this week? I'm trying to make sure that I stay ahead because that was a huge trigger for me in being burnt out and feeling overwhelmed was being a reactive mom and not being proactive. And it doesn't even have to be a mom. It could just be as a woman being proactive in your life of what do I have coming up? What am I doing instead of oh great, the kids are hungry and now we have no food. And now I have to grocery shop and now I have to bring the kids with me and now I'm stressed out because they're hungry. Now we have to stop and get fast food and spend more money we don't have any more junk we didn't want to. And it's all just because you didn't plan. So now that you have mom guilt and you feel shame and you're stressed and you yelled at your kids. So now you have even more guilt and it's just this spiral. And so being proactive was one of the biggest things I figured out. So... Monday, I jump in. I'm like, okay, you know, this call in the morning, what do I want to talk about? And then this thought came in and I decided that instead of talking about this first thing I was going to talk about, hi, Terry, welcome to the call. I am going to talk about my intrusive thought because I think that more people have this deep down worry and anxiety, especially in our circle. I know if I have this, you have to have this too. Maybe you're not aware of it, or maybe you are, and you don't think it's normal and you don't know what to do next, but I'm going to teach you in real time how I'm overcoming this intrusive thought and how I am figuring out really what my problem is. So our goal is to be happy and fulfilled. And we talk about that all the time, like taking things off your plate. If you missed Um, getting out steps one, two, and three, you can go back to my podcast and listen to them. Step one is episode 34. Step two is episode 41. And step three, I believe is episode 44. So if you're still in the season of the valley, then you need to focus on steps one, two, and three. Over here is not going to help you because 
you're never going to be able to get to what I'm about to say and get to this next step. If you're still clouded by the valley, you're not going to be able to see you have different glasses on that are distorting the path, like this game that my kids got for Christmas called the upside down game. And you put these glasses on and it makes everything look upside down. And then you have to like do these, like the follow this pattern or go pick this stuff up. And it is, it is literally impossible because everything is opposite. So if you feel in the goggles, you need to lift your hands up, your hand actually moves down. And so you're like trying to go against what feels good. And that's exactly what happens when you're in the valley. You have these goggles on that are totally distorting everything around you. And I stalked myself on Instagram last night for about an hour and a half. And I was looking at, and this actually started my, my thinking today, but I'm, I was looking at my content from a perspective of a new person. Like, oh, who's this girl? What is she about? And I was looking through my highlights and looking through my stuff. And I was actually blown away at some of the stuff I posted. I'm like, I said that? I don't, I don't even know that right now. I can't believe that was the advice I gave. Like, I'm like taking notes on myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, save this for later. Like, I saw it because I was seeing it from a different perspective than I did when I created it. When I created it, I was in that mindset and and I was so close to it. And now I can see it. It's like looking at a picture of yourself from five years ago. And you're like, I cannot believe I thought I was fat back then. <laughs> like, oh, come on. I looked beautiful. Or I can't believe I looked, I thought I looked old 10 years ago because I didn't. I looked beautiful. You know, you can see it from a different perspective now. You're in a different frame of mind. And that happens just a lot, you know, with us. So if you're in the valley, you have to just focus on getting out of the valley. And that's why we did steps one, two, and three. I'm also writing a book for you where everything is together and it's going to be read like a guide where you can continuously go back to this book and read the chapter that is keeping you in the valley because there's all different types of things that you need to know. So if you're out of the valley, then this is for you. So last podcast episode 53 we recorded and talked about making money online and if you missed it you're going to want to go back and watch it take notes on it if you're interested in making money online and I have this thing where nothing is ever enough I remember having 400 followers and thinking if I could just have 1,000 followers like if I can just have four digits there, man, life would be good. And then I got that and I didn't even celebrate it. I don't even remember seeing that I finally was in the four digit mark. I just remember wanting 5,000 followers and wanting it so bad. Again, don't even remember when I hit it. I remember wanting it and setting the goal and writing the number down on my whiteboard when I hit it, I, I don't even remember at all. I don't have any memory of that. That's how insignificant it was to me because my site was set on 10,000. Because when you get to 10,000, it unlocks a bunch of different stuff on Instagram. You now can get paid for a lot of content. You were able to back then include a link on your stories, which you couldn't do unless you had 10,000 followers. Now they let you do that. But it just unlocked these different features. And I wanted 10,000 and I got there. And then I wanted 20. And I realized there's a pattern that no amount of followers is going to make me feel successful. 
And it was the same pattern that happened when I was in a sales business. And I was like, if I could just make a thousand a month, 5,000 a month, 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month, if I could make 30,000 a month, oh, like imagine that right now. Imagine if you had the opportunity to make $30,000 next month. Like, think about what you could do with $30,000. Like, okay, 30, oh my gosh, $30,000. Like, we're going to, I, all I kept telling my husband is I'm like, we're going to finally get out of the poorhouse. We're going to be out of the poorhouse. And that's all I kept saying. I'm like, hang on there. We're We're about to be out of the poorhouse. Like we're going to get caught up on all of our stuff, pay back all the money we owe. We're going to be in such a great spot. Well, when we got there, it didn't feel like we were successful. It didn't feel like we were abundant. Yes, we were grateful. And there was a little less stress in areas, but it wasn't the feeling of, oh, I've arrived. Like I thought it was going to be. And so I realized that I have this pattern and a lot of people have this pattern where you think you want something, but you don't actually want it. You want the feeling that it's going to bring like a lot of money. It can bring you the feeling of security and generosity and like just such a good feeling, but, but it also could not. That's not the only thing. If your marriage is failing, if your husband has a gambling problem, if you have a drug addiction or you're an alcoholic, it doesn't matter if you have a lot of money, those problems are still there. And we've talked about that before. Like if you have a drinking problem, when you make a thousand dollars a month, you're going to have a drinking problem when you make a 10,000 a month, like more money is just going to highlight and expand what you have. But we have this, this urgency. And that's what I was pleading to God with in the car thinking, I have this urgency for more. And I say urgency instead of desire, because it is an urgency. It wakes me up at night. It is an urgency. It makes me move quicker throughout my day. It makes my brain overthink and try to overanalyze, like, come on, I'm in a hurry. Like we, I have this urgency, like for something more. And I was thinking about that, like, okay, God, if, if I have this urgency, is this a bad urgency? Like, should this not be here? Because I read this quote that said, like, you're not in a hurry um, or no, God's not in a hurry. You are. It's why you feel anxious. It's why you feel overwhelmed. It's why you feel stressed out because you feel like you're in a hurry, but God's not in a hurry. God has he has all of his time he needs. And he can also, in a snap of a finger, in the blink of an eye, change someone's circumstances. There are things that have happened to you that, that you can't explain and you don't understand and you don't deserve in a good way. Like things that just came through, like a good medical report or good news or healing or a job or a situation or something where you're like, this is incredible that this happened to me. And God doesn't need us to hustle to answer our prayers, but he does need us to move. And I find myself all the time. So I have this urgency of like, I need more followers. I need to be bigger. And so I was thinking, I'm like, why do I need, why do I feel like this? Why do I feel like I need to be bigger? Because I know that that's not, that's not the answer. And the answer can't be more money because you can't just be chasing after money and hope that it's going to fix it. There's something that's missing there that we're looking for and we're wanting. And this, 
this urgency. So I think like, okay, what is it that I really want? I feel like I'm doing God's work. I feel like I am aligned with my purpose. If you haven't figured that out yet, if you don't feel aligned with your purpose and you haven't found your purpose, you need to go and get my course, find your purpose. It's $111. It's always going to be that price. So there's no urgency in going to buy it. I actually want you to pray about it first because you might not be ready to go there. And I didn't put this course out there to get rich. I put this course out there so that people feel like they're going to pay something. They're going to pay attention. They're going to show up. They're going to finally do the work. They're going to feel accountable. They're going to move forward and do this because the only way that you are going to find your purpose is by doing the things that I outline in my five videos. Four of the videos have nothing to do with social media in any way. It has to do with just your purpose. And I added a fifth bonus video that shows you how to set up your Instagram for a brand if you're trying to sell online. Because you can sell at your local farmer's market if you make something, or you can sell things online. You can sell things at a you know, physical brick and mortar building, or you can sell them virtually. And so whatever works for you, I want to teach you how I'm able to build a brand virtually. And if you want to learn how to do that too, you have it in the fifth video. But if you haven't found that yet, you can't really move past this part. I'm talking to the people that are out of the valley. You are all, you already found your purpose. You're like, this is my person. This is what's wrong with them. This is how I'm going to meet their need. This is what they need to hear. This is who I am. You know your identity. You're healing yourself from the labels and abuse and trauma of the world. You know you are chosen and anointed. You know you're called for more. You have this person in mind. And now you're like, okay, now I got to go. So maybe you're writing a book. Maybe you're making scrapbooks. Maybe you're making meal plans. Making, maybe you're making shirts. Maybe you're recording podcasts or training videos or you're drawing things, you're painting, you're whatever it is that you're doing, you now need to move because God cannot bless people unless they're being obedient and they're moving forward into his promised land. All the whole Bible is filled with people where he said, go and do something and you will receive, go and tell them, let my people go. And they will go and walk around the walls of Jericho seven times and they will fall. Go to the well and you will meet a woman there. Yeah, every single thing in the Bible that happened, it was a, an instruction of a, obedience. Nobody was just laying, I mean, I'm sure some people were, but not many people were just laying in bed and all of a sudden like, boom, this thing happened to them. And we know what we need to do next. We do. We say we don't, but we do. And as I'm praying and driving in my car, thinking about the call this morning and this intrusive thought of anxiety of, oh my gosh, what am I, what am I going to do today? Like it's Monday. I'm supposed to work all day today. Like what am, what am I going to do? And is this ever going to work? And I just, I wish I, I just wish I had more. And I stopped myself and I thought, okay, what do I need to do in order to move this along? How do I get, how do I go? 
how do I move forward? And I started thinking of these ways to go forward. And then that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to share this on the call. I'm going to coach myself through this so that you guys can hopefully relate and see what you need to do to move yourself forward. Now, I was praying for God to give me a word. Lord, tell me what to do next. And I heard his voice say, I already told you, write your book. And I'm like, no, like, what else? Give me a new word. Give me a new word. I don't think I'm ready for that word. Give me a new word. And he's like, I already told you, write your book. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, not that one. Like, I get it. I'm, I am writing it. I'm trying to write it. I'm just working on some things. Like, I'm just, it's just not the time. What else? And he says, be present and raise your children. And I realized in that moment that this urgency that I have is not a real urgency. This of like, come on, hurry up. Like, we got, we got to go. We got something to build. We need more. Like, let's go. I'm realizing that my mind is so focused on tomorrow and tomorrow is just the future. I'm so focused on the future that I am missing every single trick today, every single opportunity today, every single thing today. I wouldn't consider myself to be worried right now. Like the scripture is in Matthew, don't worry about tomorrow for today has enough worries for itself. And I don't feel like I'm worried, but I am focused with an urgency of tomorrow. And so my excuse of not writing my book was that I didn't have a laptop because I didn't want to write my book in my office. I wanted to be able to like go outside or go up north and be creative and be in a different space and be able to write. And I'm like, this is going to be great. So I saved up, I bought a laptop. And then my excuse was, well, I'm, I'm just not really a good typer. So I'm going to really practice typing over the next few weeks with my fingers on the keys. And uh, then when I go to write my book, I think it'll be better. And then my excuse was, well, I don't know if I want to write it. Do I write it on Microsoft Word or do I maybe open a Google Drive or I'm going to wait and ask like 10 people who come into my DMs and tell me that they've written books. I'm going to ask all 10 people all the same questions because I just don't feel like I'm ready. And it's not just my book. It's also with more things that I, that I want to build and I want to create and I want to do. I know what to do next. I could write a list of 50 things that I need to do next. It's not that I don't know what to do. It's that I have an excuse of why I'm not doing it. And we all have an excuse of why we're not doing it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be about business. It can be waking up and reading your Bible or spending time with God every morning. It can be eating healthier. It can be starting to go to the gym, spending less money. Whatever it is that you want to start doing, there's a reason why you're not doing it. And it's not the reason that you think. And it's actually fear. And I've been going through a regeneration 12-step recovery program. If you click the link in my bio and go all the way to the bottom, I have a section called resources and I linked it in there. I found a church that offers it virtually. 
because they've only been in it for five months and it has drastically changed my life that I strongly believe every single person needs to go through this. Every single person. It is exactly what God put me through over the last year and a half, realizing that my identity is not in the world, realizing that I have been hurt and abandoned and abused. And the way I act today is because of what I've experienced. And then it goes into teach you and show you that we all mess up. We all struggle. We all sin. We've all done terrible things in our life, but it doesn't matter because if you accept Jesus, then he died on the cross for everything that we've ever done while we were sinning right now. I'm actually in step four, which is inventory. And they have you write down every single sin that comes to mind, basically. And they separate it into five categories and sins. Like the first category is resentments. Like write out all of your resentments that you have, all the things that you are mad about, and you can resent God. You are allowed to write down God and say why you resent him. And then the next section, well, when you're writing down, when they have you list these, they have you write down what, what the thing actually is, like, who do you resent or what do you resent? And then they ask you why you resent it. Like, what was the cause? of you resenting this, like basically like what happened. And then they have you write down what your response was. So what you did and then what you were protecting and the protecting section, um, was it shows like what you really value and were you protecting your ego, your comfort, your security, your possessions, respect a relationship what were you protecting? And as I was listing all these resentments, every single thing I was protecting was my pride and I was self-protective. I was putting a wall up to protect myself so I didn't get hurt. And I started to see this pattern. Not only am I a very resentful person and I didn't think I was, but I started realizing that this thing that pops up is fear and fear is the next category that they have you fill out what are your fears? And when I heard that, like, what are your fears? I thought, I'm like, what are my fears? Like, geez, I don't, I don't feel like I have any fears. Like, I guess I'm afraid I'm, I have a fear of being alone, like forever. That's why I had so many kids. I'm like, I like have just need so many people around me. I know I have that fear. And that I think comes from abandonment when I was a kid. But like, what are the fears? I guess fear of, I don't feel like I have fear of failure. And then there was a whole list of questions that it asked you to pop these up. So as I'm reading some of these, and I'm going to take a picture of this and I am going to link it in the recording so you can click on it and you can see this picture um, on both the podcast and my YouTube channel, because it'll be good for you to be able to see this. But I'm going to read some of these and you can either write them down or just kind of mentally think, you know, what are some of these? But there is something holding you back from moving forward. And you have to figure out what it is in order to overcome it. So these are some questions to help you begin your fears inventory. So when do you feel most anxious? 
for me, I feel the most anxious when I'm not in control. When something is happening and, and I am just not in control of it. Like I was served papers to be a juror and to go serve and do jury duty. And I was a disaster because I am not in control. I didn't know where to go, what to expect, how long I was going to be there, how many days it was going to be, what there were so many unknowns and that just freaked me out. I also feel anxious when I feel excluded or I feel like I'm with a bunch of mean girls. Um, you know, unfortunately I'm 32 years old and I'm still experiencing this. And my daughter wanted to quit school and homeschool because the girls at school are so mean. And I said, baby, it doesn't change. I wish that it did, but it doesn't. I'm 32 years old and there are still mean girls around me. And there are mean girls in my church. You don't have to be a worldly antichrist person to experience this, there are mean girls in my church that make me feel anxious and make me feel excluded and make me want to just go run and hide and cry. I, that still happens. Um, I also feel anxious when I, uh, like this kind of goes with not being in control, but when I don't know the plan, like I don't know what we're doing. Like my family has a plan. I can tell you what we're doing every minute of every day for the next two weeks. Like now, like we are, we got, we know what we're doing. And so if God tells me to do something and I don't know the outcome or I don't know how to do it, it, it freaks me out. Like go write your book. That gives me, that makes me anxious because I don't, I don't know how to do it. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it. And I, there's all these unknowns. What keeps you up at night? Are you worrying about money? Are you worrying about health? Those are the two biggest things. Are you worrying about your marriage? Are you stressing about it? Are, are resentments keeping you up at night? Revenge. Uh, when you were younger, did you suffer intensely from insecurities? Who or what were you afraid of? Did anything happen in school that continues as a source of shame? Do you keep an emotional distance from others for fear of rejection? You don't want people to know the real you because then they could reject you. And if you never really opened up and got close to them anyway, well, forget it. If they leave your life, it doesn't, no sweat off my brow. Whatever, I don't care. I wasn't really your friend anyway. Do you reject others before they reject you? I'm guilty of that. Do you demand attention from others you care about? Do you avoid conflict or sharing the truth with those you care about? or with those in authority positions? Are you preoccupied by others' perception of you? Are you uncomfortable in social situations? Is it hard for you to walk in and introduce yourself? Do you act different around certain people than you do around those who you know really well? Are you uncomfortable with someone who is less fortunate than you or are you uncomfortable with someone who is in a much better financial position than you? Do you accept that you can only do your best? What prevents you from trying something new or unfamiliar? What do you tell yourself when you fail? And what do you avoid at all costs? Whatever it is, like I cannot. 
I cannot go there. I cannot be there. I can't, I can't do that. Do you obsess over how to protect yourself financially or how to provide for your family? What are your fears concerning money? Do you find relaxing difficult? If so, when is this most true? Do you avoid committing to things that require responsibility? And what dreams, if unfulfilled, would make you feel like a failure in life? And we're stopping ourselves from going to this next step, to take the class, to sign up for the course, to create the thing, to quit your job, to leave your relationship. You know the next things that you need to do. For me, I need to write my book and I need to take care of my family and spend time serving God in ministry. Three very huge things, very big things. Each of those things has a to-do list of 50 things by itself. Like I don't need to have, I don't, I don't, you know, even to pick the top three would be hard. There's so much to do there, but why am I not moving forward? What is stopping me? And for me realizing through this, my, my number one thing is control and needing approval from others to feel like a success. So what that means is if I put out a podcast and I put out videos and reels and they don't get a lot of likes or downloads, I instantly feel like I'm not good enough. Oh my gosh, I suck. I, this only had 25 likes. What in the heck? Do people not care? People aren't looking at my stuff. It must not be good enough. What can I do different? How can I change this? And, and that's where my mind instantly goes. Um, it also means that if I don't have people messaging me or telling me, oh, Taryn, thank you so much. You just, you just changed my life with what you said, or you've been such a blessing to me, or you came at the right time. If those messages stop, I feel like all of a sudden things aren't working again. Like why? Okay. What's going on? And you know, what's really funny about that is that the stats can still be there. So the words aren't there and, and I, nobody's telling me how great I am, but the stats are still there. It shows that my podcast has 10,000 downloads. It shows that 150 people are liking my reels and 5,000 people are viewing them, but the words aren't there. And I feel like all of a sudden it's not working again. So that's when I learned to take emotions out of business and to look at stats. Can you measure what's happening right now that you're trying to achieve? So for us, we're trying to grow a brand on Instagram. We're trying to show up and do that. So can you look at the stats and achieve that? You can, you can look at your insights and it'll tell you if you're in the green, if you're growing or if you're declining. And so looking at your stats, you can see, you know what I found so many times that have, that has happened so it stalls me because I'm not getting these messages from people and I slow down for a few days and I become anxious and I get a little stressed and I get a little worried and I'm in my head and I'm overanalyzing and I'm like, okay, I need to build something new. Like, how am I going to do this? And all I do is focus on this missing piece, this urgency in my soul of, I need to do more. 
there has been so many times, including right now, where I go into my DMs and see that I have hundreds of unread messages or 30 unread messages or 20 unread messages. And while I'm slowing down and beating myself up and overanalyzing in my head that I'm not enough and this isn't good enough and this isn't working and I don't know what to do, the messages are sitting in my inbox and I'm literally not even looking at them because I'm so focused on the fact that they're not there and they are there. And so it's slowing me down. And do you see how we're standing in our own way? We're using the approval of others to fuel us, but we're so focused on the fact that we're being rejected, even though we're not because it's the emotion we're experiencing. So that's what you think is happening to you. You think you're being rejected. You think you're being abandoned. You think you're becoming irrelevant. You're thinking all of these things and it's taking away from your time that you could be reading the messages that fuel you to keep going. And what's the problem with this is that we're using people to fuel us to keep going. You're using food to fuel you to keep going. You're using drugs to fuel you and keep going. You're using alcohol or sex to fuel you and keep going. That's we, we lean to these things when we want to be comforted, when we want to feel better. What makes me feel better is people telling me, oh, Taryn, thank you so much. Like, thank you for showing up. Thank you. And I'm like, okay, yes, this fills my tank. Does it feel good for people to say thank you? And of course. And it's not supposed to feel bad, but you can't let that being there or not being there completely change everything that's happening. And for me, that approval is standing in my way because it's a fear because I'm worried what people are going to think. I'm still trying to get my validation from people instead of getting it from God. Michael Todd says, you don't have to be verified by anybody on Instagram besides God. You don't need your blue check next to your name to say you're a verified public speaker or you're a verified therapist or you're a verified influencer. You don't need that because you're verified from God. And when we truly operate in that sense of God, what do I do next? Write your book. We immediately go and we write our book and we don't think of the fears we have. We don't make the excuses because if I was a great writer, if I got an A in my English classes in high school, if I passed that English class in college and I went on to get a degree in communication and English and I've been writing blogs and press releases and showing up, God wouldn't get the credit when I write a best-selling book because yeah, Taryn's always been a great writer. She's, she, I mean, she's ever since I can remember, she was an AP English and then went to college for it. And yeah, she's a great writer. God wouldn't get the glory. I wouldn't need God because I could just do it on my own. But I need God because what it means when you rely on God for something is you move the stress off of you and the fear, the fear of the unknown, the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment, the whatever it is that is holding you back from taking the next step. Like what, what is my family going to think about me? What is my husband going to think about me? What are my kids going to think? What's my, my manager going to think? What are all those people from high school going to think? What will my husband's friends think? Or what, what if I do this and it doesn't work? 
Like I put all of this time and effort and I do this thing and everyone is probably already thinking like, that's never going to work. And then what if I do it and it actually doesn't work? I'm going to look like such an idiot. What if I get to a certain level and I, I have no idea what to do next? I, I realize I'm not smart enough to start a podcast or I'm not influential enough to be able to interview people and inspire the world. Like I'm just, I'm just a nobody from a super small town. That is almost every single person who's done great things. They were just a nobody. And they felt like they had something inside of them, like Elon Musk. You know, to, to, he had that in him. He has this brilliance in him, these the smarts in him. I guarantee you that his mom and his grandma didn't sit him down every single day and say, listen, you need to study science. You need to study technology. You No, no. He naturally had that in him. People that are professional painters, my son sent me this TikTok the other day of this artist who creates sidewalk art with cute little cracks and things that are already there. So there was a little bolt on the cement and he turned it into a lizard. And it's 3D and it's on this sidewalk. And do you think that that person spent 10 years teaching themselves how to draw and their mom and their grandma were artists and they sat down and they taught them every day, okay, for an hour a day, we're going to learn how to draw. No, that kid probably picked up a pen out of boredom and just started drawing. Now, can classes and things make you better at your skill? 100%. If you're musically inclined, you probably want to go find an instructor because they're going to make you even better. And that's why you need a coach. And that's why we need people around us to lift us up because you really do need that. But these things are just naturally in us. We know what to do next. So if fear is holding us back from doing this next thing, we really need to push past it by thinking about what is the actual real outcome that we're looking for. So I was thinking, I have this urgency to create something here, like followers, speak on stage, write my book, inspire the masses. Uh, that's truly my urgency is, is a good urgency. I want to inspire more people, more people that are out there by themselves that are like me, that feel like they're on their own. People that are like us, that are like, finally, like, finally, I belong. Finally, someone gets it. Like, this is what I've been saying. This is what I've been needing. Like, I want to find all those lone sheep that are by themselves out there that we can like pull them in. My urgency is a good urgency. Like God should bless me with this because I am doing something for the kingdom. Like I am not talking about it just being a, a worldly thing. Like even though your mission and your goal is kingdom focused, you still have to walk through the fear and continue to follow God and trust him and move where you need to go in order for him to show up and bless you. But he doesn't want you having the approval of others that's fueling you. You see, he wants us to get rid of that to then have this success. But I'm thinking none of this even matters. Does it matter saving souls? 100%. That's why God is patient. He says he is a patient God who is giving his people as much time as he possibly can for them to repent and to surrender their life to God so they can live for eternity. 
it is not even about this world. But we're like, really think about that. Like, think about that for a second. It is not about this earth. Your job doesn't matter. How you look doesn't matter. The amount of money in your bank account does not matter. It doesn't matter. If you were to die right now, none of that would matter. It doesn't matter what your house looks like. It doesn't matter how many things you have. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive or the loud noise it makes when you stop or the, the things that, it, that you're just embarrassed by. Like all of those things, it doesn't matter. The world tells us that they matter. And so followers, doesn't matter. Guess what? You die, your followers don't matter. When you get up to heaven, there is not an angel at the gate that's like, oh, hold on. Let's, let's refresh her Instagram first. Oh, it says you only have 16.6 thousand followers. Sorry, you need 20,000 to get into heaven. Sorry, it didn't work. It, they don't care. <laughs> the angels will not care if you even had social media or you've ever listened to a podcast. We cloud it in our own heads and have this fake urgency of we need more. We need to be doing more. We are not enough. I need to prove it to the world. I need to prove it to my family. I need to, I need to show up. I need to keep going. And what it's doing is it's really messing with what you were called to do today. Today. Whatever God has already told you to do, like for me, be present with my kids and teach them about Christ and to write my book and to be in ministry, those three things, that is all that matters. What comes from it doesn't matter because that's how the devil tricks us and distracts us is, well, are you doing a good job raising those kids? Your one son was just smoking cigarettes. Your one daughter, you just caught drinking. They're lying. They're manipulative. What am I, what am I, what am I doing? Raising my kids. My kids, I'm not doing a good job. What if they grow up and they're drug addicts? What if they grow up and they never get a job and they're homeless? And what if they, and the devil just steals our joy from our kids. It's not even about us. God says, give your kids to me. I'm the best person to give your kids to you be obedient and do what I told you to do today. I got it down the road. You don't need to worry about it. My ways are not your ways. So even if you don't understand what's happening, it doesn't matter. God is going to use it for good. And if we can live in that presence of what am I supposed to do right now? It really changes the game. So last night in this morning, I was stressing about, okay, what am I going to do next? How am I going to how am I going to make more money? I want to take the stress off my husband. I want to provide more money. I've been telling him forever that this is going to work. And I just want it to finally work. I want the money to start rolling in. Like, what can I do for this? And I start stressing over all the things that I can do. But then when I shift my focus and I think, okay, what are the three things that God told me to do? Oh, okay. Raise my kids. So what can I do today? That's being present with my kids and pouring into them. What kind of ministry work can I do today? And that's on my to-do list that I can finish up. And I need to write a little bit of my book. And that is a successful day. Those are things right now in this day that I can do that will be successful. God just says, show up every day and do what you're commanded to do. And don't worry about all the other days. 
I want you available for what happens today. If someone comes to you and they call you, I think of this all the time. Because I used to be so busy, I could never take people's calls. Unless you were on my schedule, you were not getting through my phone because you had to book with me. I even made like family members and friends book with me, like book on my schedule from 10 to 12 and we can go out to breakfast. Like, and I would send them the link, like, because you couldn't get in. But during that time, God needed me to be a bridge to other people like my sister who would always call me and would need help with stuff and just need advice and needed friendship. And, and I was just too busy. So here I'm like, God, use me, use me in big ways. I'll do anything you want. And he's like, cool, help your sister. She's going to call you every day for the next five days. And then I'm like, I'm just, I'm so busy. I got to write this book. I got to, I got to do this stuff. And then we just, we miss what we're supposed to do that day. We miss what God had for us. We miss what God wanted us to do and to be obedient. And so, like I said, you have to move though. You can't just stay in one spot. You need to make a list of what has God told you to do, or maybe make a list like I did a couple of weeks ago of what are my own desires right now? And then what are God's desires for me? Or you can make it, what are, what do I consider successes? And what does God consider to be a successful day? Because me before I didn't, I wouldn't go to bed saying, wow, today was a really successful day. Unless I worked out, I drank a gallon of water. I ate three meals and two snacks. I was, I kissed my husband. It was literally on my list of things to do. Kiss your husband, um, hang out with my kids, work at least eight hours, at least eight hours. Um, if it wasn't at least eight hours, I wasn't, it wasn't a successful day. I could do everything else. And if I didn't do that, it wasn't successful. And I had all these things that I considered to be successful. And really all it did was just pull me down and occupy my time. And then when I made a list of what God thinks is a successful day, I was like, oh, okay. God would say it's a successful day if I spent intimate time with him. So now that's on my list. Intimate time with God, check. God would think it's a successful day if I was present in every moment and not stressed out and grateful in each moment while I was there. That's good. You were present and you were focused. I was with my kids. I was cleaning my house. I was getting groceries. I was cleaning out my fridge. All of these things that show God how grateful we are for the belongings and the possessions that he's given us to be good stewards of it. Look at me, I'm cleaning my house. I'm taking care of my family. That's what God wants us to do. Now, what I love so much about social media is that while you're doing that, you can build an income on the side, but you have to have it in the right perspective and you have to have it at the right timing because you can't figure this out while you're in the Valley. Like I said, you can't figure out how you're going to build this thing online before you even figure out who you are or what you're called to do. And I feel bad for people who only think that their option is a brick and mortar place because I know that every single person has the option and ability if they want to, to make money from their own home with 15 hours or less a week. I, you, you really do. You have that opportunity. It doesn't matter 
what your education is, what your level of experience is, what your level of knowledge is with technology. It doesn't matter anything at all. Every single person can do this and can make money online. And I love that because so many people want to live out this life with God. Like, I just want to travel the world. Uh, I just want to homeschool my kids. I just want to be able to be present and be home all the time. I, they have this desire, but they have to work. So it's like, but what am I supposed to do? I have to make money. I have to pay my bills. I have to pay my, my rent. I have to pay my mortgage. I have to pay my car payment. We have to have money for groceries. And maybe you're a single parent or you're not, and you have to work and you have to take that stress off your husband. It's you guys together putting an income in. Not everyone can just stop working and say, okay, forget it. I guess I just won't work. And I'm just going to quit and be home and do what God told me to do. You need to make an income. And so in my course, we talk about that. Like, what are ways that you can make money? What are things that you can do based on your talents and your passions and your gifts? And what, what are the ways to do this? And then once you figure that out, now you know what you're building. But when you realize that what you're building isn't really the end goal, like building this business isn't the end goal. The end goal is dying and going to heaven. <laughs> like that's the end of this whole thing. Like, what are you going to fill your time with on the earth here? We're called to spread the good news about God. We're told to be obedient and live and teach our next generation what we're learning and to be a light in the world. That's what we're called, called to do. And if the devil can distract you and overwhelm you and make you think you're not enough and you're not doing a good enough job, it's going to work because it's worked on me. That's my intrusive thought all the time is this isn't working. This is, you're not making enough. You're not doing enough. And that's a bold faced lie. That is not true. So I refocused my mind because mindset is a huge thing in order to get you out of the valley. And I worked on being proactive. I recentered myself into, okay, this is the real goal. Now I want to grow my mission and I want my brand to grow because I want to really inspire and mentor the world. I want to wake women up to their calling and be a helper and an encourager. And so how am I going to do that? In episode 53, we talked about getting started making money online, the different things that you can do. And we talked about a call to action and a free offer. So until you have a free offer made where people can download their, um, download whatever you're giving them, your call to action should just say to follow me. Like and follow for more info. Follow me if you're like this. Connect with me if you're this type of person. Um, hit the follow button if. Like that's your call to action is getting people to follow you on social media. Now, the next step that you need to have is something that they can buy. Okay, after you have the free offer, now you can have a few free offers. And we talked all about that in 53. So if you missed episode 53, go and watch that one because they give a whole list of free offers and all kinds of stuff that you can do. So remember, it's not just one way that you're exchanging something for their information. You can have 10 different ways. 
right now I have one, two, three, four, five ways right now that are free offers. There's three more that I want to create. And when it does, when they put in their information, they get added to my email list. So I have 600 people on my email list that I know have taken that step to say, I want to know more about you. I want to get closer to you. Whatever I offered them, it was a podcast. It was my Instagram audit to see how good your brand already is and how consistent it is. Um, it's my t-shirt giveaway. I know if somebody is entering the giveaway to receive my new chosen, chosen and anointed shirt, I know that they are someone who struggles with believing that they are chosen and anointed. That is the purpose of this shirt is you struggle to believe it and you need to wear it so you can see it and you can tell yourself all day long, I am chosen and anointed. I am chosen and anointed. I can do this. I am chosen. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter the intrusive thought that comes into my head or what the devil tells me. I am chosen. So now I know that people who are on this email list that said they wanted this shirt, I know what type of person they are. I can speak their language. I know that they struggle with figuring out their purpose and passion in life. I know they struggle with mindset. I know they struggle with showing up and, and busting through fear. So I know the topics to talk about on my podcast. I know what type of emails to send to them and say, hey, if you're struggling to believe that you're chosen and anointed, listen to this episode. And I know that they struggle to believe it because they put in their information to get in the giveaway for my shirt. Uh, Melanie says, I'm confused on how to get the free offer set up. How do I get them to sign up for something? What platforms do I need to have connected? Just MailChimp and Keep or a domain name and website. I'm not techie. Okay, great. I'm super glad that you asked this question. So I can only give you the instructions for Keep, which is what I use. It's K-E-A-P and it's a CRM service. It, you're, it's a custom, you're managing your customers in a database. Basically, that's what it is. And on their site, they have uh, forms that you can fill out. Let me see if I can, here. I'm going to share my screen. Um, so if you're watching this recording and you want to see this screen share, you can go to my YouTube channel and you can watch this episode 54. Uh, on there and you can fast forward it to the end and you can watch me share my screen and I'll show you on keep how this is. So, okay, I think we're logging in now. Hold on a second. Okay, so on this system, okay, let me share, share my screen. Okay, when you're in here in your settings, um, just kidding, I think it's in contacts. Um, okay, so under contacts and you click on forms, you can create a form. So let's say that I am going to create, I'm gonna just give you my example. I wanted to create a giveaway so people can say, yes, I wanna enter your giveaway for your free shirt. 
So they could click on a link and it would take them to the page. So what I created in here, it, it literally has you type it out. What is the form name? I put chosen and anointed giveaway so that I remember what it is. The headline is what's going to show up over here. So I had it written chosen and anointed Christian apparel line launching soon. Enter below to win a free shirt. Um, you get to choose what you want the button to say. You can change it. And then you can add whatever fields you want in here to say, yes, I need people to, I want them to fill out, um, you know, whatever, any of this stuff that you want them to fill out. I had them fill out just first name, last name, email, and phone number. That's really the only things I think that you need to start. Uh, when you press next, it has you, um, now you can include this logo or not, um, which you add in your settings when you create your account. You can pick your background colors, your text colors. And if you want the text to be at the bottom for the button to be in the right, in the center, in the left. When you press next, now it'll ask you how you want to automate the following form. So you want it to send out an email and you want it to tag the person. So those are two things that you want to set up in any automation. I believe you can do this on MailChimp too. But so the next step after you collect their information, you need to set up two automations. For an email to go out, that says whatever you want it to say, like congratulations, you're entered in the giveaway. Or if you're having people fill out their information to receive something from you, like, um, you know, click here to get my video of how to meal prep for a week. While they fill in their information, now you need to send them the meal prep. So the email is going to be the thing that you promise them or just to say, congrats, you're in. And you want to tag them so that in the system, you can keep them organized and you can search by tags and see, okay, these are all the people who signed up for my chosen and anointed giveaway. So two things you're creating. So I created them already. So they're in here. Um, and my email, it says when, this public form is submitted, the CNA giveaway one, immediately, so I can change this, I can say I want it delayed, um, I don't want to change it now, but I can say I want it delayed, and I can say I want it in two hours, five hours, 48 hours, a week, any of that stuff, um, and then it, I type out my email, so my subject line, and what I have it say, and all of this, um, of what I have it in here, and then I also, um, so let's just make sure that's done. Um, and then I also added a tag and the tag is just, okay, come on. And the tag is just the CNA giveaway tag. Immediately tag them with CNA giveaway. So now this is automatically going to send to them. Now, Keep is $99 a month, I think, for their smallest package to be able to automate and do all this stuff. Um, so if you don't have the $99, then you're going to want to check in with MailChimp and do a Google search. And maybe you can ask this. You can also call MailChimp's customer service, and they're pretty helpful. Um, so you can try to do that. I would make it a goal. This is what I did in the beginning is I said, okay, I don't really have $90 to do this, but I'm going to put up the $90 for the first three months. I'm going to shorten my grocery budget. I'm going to babysit my cousin's kid. 
I'm going to just try to make extra money and do this so that I can invest this $90 for three months. And during this three months of investing this money, I want to collect as many people's information as possible. And I want to figure out what my next step is that I'm going to charge them for. So for me, I'm like, I want to create a course that helps people figure out what their real purpose is. And so as I was investing in this, I was working really hard to publish my course and to figure it out. And I created my course on a website called Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. Very easy, um, very simple. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's, it, it will take you some time to get used to it. And you might have to call customer service and play around with it. But it's, it's made to be like plug and play like this, like templates and clicks. And it's, it's made to be pretty simple. And that is, will host your entire course. It'll do everything and automate it all for you if you're doing a course. I also decided um, that I'm going to start posting a couple times a week. And I'm going to ask people what questions they have. And they can put their question in the comment and I will respond to them in the comments. And some people, if it requires a longer explanation, I'm going to tell them to DM me so that I can send them some voice messages and, and teach them. So look out for those posts and you can ask specific questions in there. Like Melanie, you can say, okay, I'm launching a course. Um, how did you get everything started in Kajabi? Could you do a screen share and show me? And I will do that and I'll send it to you. There's a site I use called Loom that can record the screen and send it really easily. It's just a link to click on. Um, but I want to really help people dive in even more at your specific question, because if you're not building a course, you don't really care. If you're not trying to start a podcast, you don't really care. If you are trying to start a podcast, you want to know, like, how do you get the music in the beginning? How do you record an intro? Where do you record your podcast at? How do you upload them? Uh, how do you get on Apple podcasts? How do you get on Spotify podcasts? You have a lot of questions about podcasts, but if you're not building a podcast, you really don't care about podcasts because that's not what you're focusing on right now. So this is all you need to be able to send out once someone says, okay, this is the free offer. I want to enter your giveaway. All you need is keep and everything is automated. Now, when you get a new contact, you'll get a notification that says, um, Taryn Sarconi filled out your lead form. And so I know that they're in there. Now you can send out another email that it shows on here. And I don't have this function set up yet, but if I wanted to, I could set up another email where I can send the contact a 48 follow, 48 hour follow-up email. So I want to actually add this. This is what I, this is a next step that I need to make is I need to add this. And so, so think about it. Someone enters my giveaway. And by the way, these links, I put them all in a link tree, which is, um, my link tree is also what I have in my link in my bio on Instagram. So somebody clicks the link on my bio and this is what pulls up. And so at the bottom, I'll say, if you want to enter my giveaway, click the link in my bio. They click the link in the bio and it's like, oh, chosen and anointed t-shirt giveaway. Cool. Click on this. This page pops up, I fill in my information and I immediately get that email. Now in two days, this same person 
needs to get another email that says, hey, chances are, since you joined my chosen and anointed giveaway, that you struggle with believing that you're chosen and anointed. I want to give you something to listen to. You need to listen to episode blah, 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 and believe that you're chosen and, and anointed. And then maybe like two days later, I can tell them like, hey, do you feel like you're made for more? Are you sick of your job? Are you sick of money stressing you out? Are you sick of trading time for money and missing out on things happening with your kids? If so, check out my course, Find Your Purpose, because it's only $111 and it's guaranteed to change your life. If you feel like you're ready for it, check it out here. And then maybe a couple of days later, I send them another email that says, hey, do you have questions about my course? If so, book on my calendar and we can chat for 30 minutes for free. So you can see how you're offering this person. You know your person. You know what they need to hear from you. So now you can offer them exactly what you need to offer them. So while you're investing for three months in Keep to figure out what this is, and I'll put a link to um, my Keep account at the bottom of my resources on, on my link in my bio, go to the bottom, you can access Keep. Um, so you can find this database. But now you have three months to figure out what you're going to sell. Is it a, is it a little, is it a book that you write online that's you sell for $15? Is it templates in Canva that you give out for free? Is it beginner manuals? Is it, you know, is it a podcast they have to subscribe to? Is it a course? Is it inspirational messages? Are you going to make something with your hands and sell it? you know, thinking about what it is that you're going to sell. Now you need to put all your time and effort into doing this thing so that you can add another step in your funnel. But don't let this run your life. Remember, heaven is the end goal. Whatever happens here, it doesn't even matter. We're called to be a light in the earth, a light of the world to encourage and uplift and spread the good news. That's what you're supposed to do. And you are trusted to handle exactly what God has given you right now in this season. You are exactly where you are supposed to be in this season. Be a good steward of it and show God that you can handle this because if you can handle a little, he's going to give you more. If you can't handle a little, he's never going to give you a lot. If your worth is coming from people, he is never going to bring you success because if you don't have the people, it's going to crumble you. He wants your worth coming from him. So nothing will shake you. That's what it means by build your house on a rock. Build it on a solid foundation so nothing crumbles you. Rejection from people doesn't crumble you. Judgment doesn't crumble you. Approval of others, fear of the unknown, nothing will crumble you because you are solid with God and who he created you to be. So if you have questions specifically about anything I talked about on this podcast, I want you to send me a DM and ask me your question. Put it in a text. Don't send it in a voice message, please. Put it in a text because what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a highlight of everyone's questions and I'm going to be able to show the response and then I'll send you some voice messages and I will help you walk through this. You don't have to pay me. You don't have to book on my calendar. Just send me your messages that you have and I will message you back and we'll, we'll move this along. If you feel like you're frozen, it's just because you need someone to talk to, to say, hey, I'm frozen where I am and I don't know what to do next. I can ask you like three or four questions and guaranteed get you out of that freeze and you'll be able to move forward. So 
on Wednesday, we're going to talk about batching content and how I was able to record 25 or 24 reels in one hour, because the goal is to do this in less time. Running a business on social media and having a brand doesn't mean that you're a slave to social media and you're on it constantly. It's the opposite. I want to teach you how to get all of your stuff done in an hour and then another hour and another hour. You can do three blocks of one hour times and have your content lined up and designed and done for three full weeks. Two, I mean, even, even say one, like three hours and you can get one week done, two weeks done, you'll get better as you go and you'll be able to do more, but then you can be free from your phone and you're still posting and you're still showing up and you're still linking your call to action at the bottom with your free offer and you're still accepting emails and you're getting those new forms even though you're, you're shopping, even though you're at the park, even though you're sleeping, even though you're at the family barbecue, you're on the boat, it doesn't matter. You're still gonna be getting those leads so as you work on what you're going to offer to charge people, then you're going to be ready for it when it's there. So questions, please message me. Thank you for being on. I appreciate you all. I love you. I believe in you so much. Please believe in yourself as much as I believe in you and as much as God believes in you because you have a mission. You do. Okay. Love you. Thanks for being here. Bye. Have a good day. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.